Hello to our listeners out there. We are almost at the end of myself, least favorite fortune nails, adventure through the Sword of Truth series by Terry Goodkind, and we are on book nine, which is entitled Chainfire, and it is technically also the first book of the Chainfire trilogy that all gets set up here. So this means that we are almost at the end of the series, and we'll try to figure out something to do from there. Hopefully at that point we'll be able to get podcast stuff going back as well. But in case you haven't noticed, sometimes some members of our podcast are not very good at responding to different sort of things. So hopefully sooner rather than later, but I'm going to have to take back my promises of stuff being arriving faster. But again, as we go through here, please give some of your thoughts, feedback, that sort of thing onto our channels and that sort of thing on our Facebook page, Twitter, or here on whichever podcast app you are downloading things from. So without further ado, we have Book 9, Chainfire by Terry Goodkind. And again, going with the, I'm actually going to follow the pattern again here of good, bad, good, too bad, and the final good thing. And starting off, the first good thing is really the start of this book. Okay. And it's, this setup is very well done. What happens is at the start of the book, we find Richard is dying from something. We're not entirely sure what had happened at first. And then it turns out that he'd been in this little battle or minor skirmish. And during that time, an arrow had punctured through his chest. And to save his life, Nikki had to remove the arrow with subtractive magic. But also there was a lot of blood in his lungs and had to remove that as well with subtractive magic. So subtractive magic sorry and now where all subtractive magic take things takes things his blood and that arrow are and as he recovers from what had happened he starts wondering where Kalen is and everyone around him basically says who are you even talking about and it comes about that Kalen is now missing but Richard is the only one who is able to remember her and they're having that issue of okay is she a real person? And even his closest friends do not trust him in believing that Kaylin is actually real. And that sets up the whole point of this first book is Richard trying to prove, well, one, trying to find Kaylin, and two, trying to prove to all his friends and all the people that he knows that she is actually real. And that set up in this first couple chapters, it kind of set it up in a little bit in my mind that it made me even start to question a little bit of, did Goodkind kind of set us all up on this thing and now it's all an imagination? And one, no, that would be a terrible thing for an author to have done to go through eight books of, and if you heard some crinkling just now, that was my dog laying down on her dog bed in the same room. But it, that'd be a terrible thing if he set us up for eight books of getting to know these characters and then, ah, just kidding, it was kind of a dream scenario. But with that, this also does lead to my first negative point as well and that was that okay i mentioned how all these people do not believe richard that he actually married caitlin and has had they've all had this relationship with her and from what we've come to know throughout this whole series okay richard is the secret truth and yes he has done some strange things throughout it but he's never actually been off Everything he's done has always worked out successfully. So the fact that this moment now, all of a sudden they're all, nope, he's clearly addled. Things have gone wrong. We must 
we cannot trust a word that he's saying is really weird to me. Now, I get, I do understand why, and that actually leads to one, my next good point here, but Richard has not proven himself to ever have issues. And the fact that they're saying, well, he's experienced this trauma of an arrow wound and it having to be removed by subtractive, subtractive magic. But has subtractive magic ever done this before? And in their history of time, they I don't believe that they've ever said subtractive magic has caused people to suffer this type of a delirium. And But now they're believing entirely that, okay, this scenario, this wound, he's now addled because of it. And they're using this whole experience. And when I say they, I'm speaking specifically of Zed, Nathan, Anne, because they are the three most knowledgeable magic users at this point of time, because they are the oldest. They don't believe that Richard is saying, and they find their claim, and it's, I think, I want to say it's Zed offhand, it might be Nathan, but they try to chalk everything up to being a prophecy worm, because now parts of prophecy are starting to disappear from different books, and, well, that's the solution, that's why things are being misremembered. Richard, you gotta stop this delusion, and they actually make plans to have Nikki go and use subtract magic to erase the memory of Kalen from Richard's mind. Which leads me to point number two. And again, spoilers are in full effect during these episodes. Good point number two is during this whole time, though, Richard believes that he is right. And he sets out like his like a secret truth does. He does many things. He even gives up the sort of truth to find out information on what to do. He takes all these steps to prove that he is right. And in the end, he does prove that he is right through the use of a spell that is known as chain fire. And what chain fire is, is it sets up possibly the end of all existence. And during part of it, it ends up that the people who use it, who are sisters of dark, are able to erase someone from the minds of everyone, and that person they chose was Kaylin. So she was erased from the minds of everyone, but the people, these older magic users, Zed, Nathan, Anne, the fact that they have all this experience but still didn't believe something like this could happen, I kind of thought it was a pretty nice shot that Goodkind was making of, okay, even if you are experienced and older, sometimes your advice might not be the best idea and you could possibly screw things up terribly for everyone else because you believe you are right. And that comes back with Richard saying, okay, look, I know you're not an old fool. And I, he says that specifically to Zed. You're not an old fool. You just thought what you were doing was right. Well, Again, best intentions, meanwhile, can sometimes lead to the darkest paths. And it almost did. And we find out that Nikki, she actually tried to use the idea that those three wanted, which was removing the um, memory of Kaelin from Richard's head. She tried this on an Imperial Order member to try it. And the guy basically went insane and died within seconds, minutes even. And that was it. So the fact of, yes... You are older and more experienced, but no, that doesn't mean you always have the best advice. On to the next two negative things. And one of them kind of ties in here with chain fire. And it comes back to the fact that chain fire is, or this round of spells that were done and the sequence of events that are set off. Chain fire is set up that every person in the whole world is able to lose their memory of Kaelin entirely. Boom. Gone. Nothing is left. And that just seems very strange to me that, yes, the spell exists, and yes, it was hidden away. Great. But the fact that there were no records in the Wizard's Keep, keeping track of 
that this spell existed. There was nothing at the Palace of Prophets. There is only one copy of this, even though during one of these moments they talk about how there's various copies of all these books. There's only one copy of this one hidden somewhere, and no one ever mentioned it aside from that. It seems a bit too excessive of a spell that what it could do that people wouldn't write down about it. And that was a big concern for me. It's I like how it sets up these last three books, but how can you have something that no one would have known about for this long? And further, going on to it, we have characters like Jensen, for example, from the last book, and all these other pillars of creations. We had that whole village. These people who magic doesn't affect. How would this spell affect them? If magic doesn't affect them, how does this spell now affect them to the point where they lose their memories, even though they can't be touched by any gift? The spell itself of removing the memory is what causes it. In the last book, or uh, Pillars of Creation, Jensen was able to be harmed by um, Addy by using stones, not the magic. The magic moved the stones through the world. They hit her. The stones were real. And that's what caused her to be hurt. Whereas this spell, it's the spell itself that takes the memory away. It's not like, oh, a wind went through your ear and it took out the memory. No, it's the spell itself. So Chainfire kind of sets up some holes for me that I wasn't a fan of this first read through. I, I have read the books before, sorry. But the first time reading through it really didn't make sense to me how certain people were not affected as well. And it does kind of get explained, I believe, in the next book. And we'll talk about it during that time. And it it's nice how he does wrap things around together. But at this point, it was a negative for me. The final not-so-good thing that I had, and it ties into... You're kind of setting up this last book right now as your end. This is the setup to your end game. That you have Richard trying to fight off the Sisters of Dark and the Imperial Order with Jigang and the Dreamwalker and all the things he's creating. And now he created something new. He created an invincible beast that will now follow Richard and try to kill him as best it can. But it will only find him if Richard uses his magic, which he has no control over, and it is activated by his will and desire and need. So that's cool. His gift that he doesn't know how to use properly will give him chances to die again. I feel like we've done this multiple times where Richard's gift causes him more issues than what it's worth. And part of it too, now, the beast got even stronger. Conveniently, when Gang made this beast, now... Nikki, when she put blood into the subtractive world, conveniently the subtractive world is where this beast came from, so now the blood that Richard has now makes it even stronger to follow him because it's now mutated, even though there's not that much subtractive magic in the world. <sighs> so, great, we have this invincible beast that's chasing after him, and this is, as we go later on in the series of, we're not actually going to go to those ones, but in The Children of Dahara, novellas that come after everything is done here we have again more beasts that are chasing after him again and this idea of just it seemed very recycled at this point of things that good kind has done final good point now there are two characters who i haven't i don't believe i've actually mentioned them throughout the whole time that we've done these and that is the witch witch woman shoda and her companion samuel now shoda she is like I said, she's a witch woman, and she has caused some problems before, but she's also caused some good things before and some help. But she is always concerned about the flow of time because that's how witch women's power works. And 
the way that she reacts and responds to Richard, the way that she coyly teases him about different things is it's always kind of funny to see how Richard will squirm in those situations and respond to her flirtations that she does no matter what. In the earlier ones, she'd always do this with Richard and Kaylin both, but this one, she also doesn't believe that Kaylin is real. And she actually starts to show some concern and say, um, is he actually okay? Like Richard, you're normally you're saying, what are you doing? And I kind of found that hilarious that despite all the things she was showing moments of true caring for Richard's well-being at that point. But then she has her care, her companion, Samuel. Now, Samuel is a former seeker of truth, but he was not an appointed seeker of truth. He is one who stole the sword of truth from the wizard's keep. And during this time, if you're not appointed by an actual wizard and you're not the true seeker, you slowly start to decay and you start to lose some sense of your sanity. And this happened to Samuel, so he's kind of more of a golem-like creature. But in this one, Samuel will always try to get the sword back. And at one point, he tries to kick Richard off a ledge to steal it, but Richard survives. And what happens is Shoda will help Richard discover what he needs to know. But to do that, he has to give Samuel the Sword of Truth. And he does, Richard does give up the Sword of Truth to Samuel. And the funny part is, we find out that Samuel, by touching the Sword of Truth, now is protected from the chain fire event, and he knows that Kaylin is real. And he actually goes off to try to find her at one point. And during his attempt at trying to find her, he ends up actually killing one of the sisters of Dark who was running around with magic of Orden boxes. And Samuel, of all the characters, he has he's not really portrayed as being key to the plot, but now all of a sudden he causes this moment of, oh, he kind of messed things up just by having touched the sword. And I like that Samuel gets brought into the forefront here with these final books a little bit. And that was a lot of fun for me. Now, if you are out there and you thought some of these ramblings that I had on these six issues with the book, good or bad, are right or wrong, please, hey, give us a shout to our Facebook page, our Twitter, send us messages or that sort of things. And hey, we'll try to get back to you what we can. And hopefully you enjoyed what you heard. And we are almost done with this journey before hopefully... Again, hopefully, we get back to some more original content based on our reviews that we've been trying to get through since before wonderful COVID-19 happened. So, I use so a lot. I apologize. Without further ado, I hope that you all have a good day wherever you are listening to this. Have a good time doing whatever and read more books, please. <laughs>